When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Now, back to Overtime with Sterling Bennett, Alan Stiles, and Mark Grandy on 95.7 The Game. Welcome back to Overtime here on 95.7 The Game. Mark Grandy with you along with Alan Stiles and Sterling Bennett. The San Francisco 49ers dominant in their week one game on the road against the Pittsburgh Steelers. 30-7 to is the final score. This game got out of hand a little bit early. The 49ers scored 20 before Pittsburgh scored for the first time to close the first half. Niners opened the second half with a a long touchdown run, 65 yards by Christian McCaffrey. Not only, guys, did the 49ers dominate the game as a whole, but it felt like the the moments where this game was up in the air the most, they were at their very best. They come out immediately in the first half. They score. They they get a stop, a three and out. They go down methodically, score a touchdown to Brandon Ayuk, where the game got a little bit hairy to begin the the second half. McCaffrey, 65 yards to the house. Every time they felt just a little bit of pressure, a little bit of push from Pittsburgh, the crowd got into it just a little bit. They answered every single time. I think that's... a a trait and a characteristic of all really good Super Bowl quality teams is when you are facing those kinds of moments. And I'm not going to try to pretend like a 20 to seven game in week number one is, Oh, you got to score here or it's season over. Right. But it was of what happened in this game. That was one of the more important moments. And they answered immediately. Those kinds of answers are characteristic. Oh, I think of teams that tend to go deep in the postseason. It was good to see that early in the year on the road answer the bell when when their team needed it, uh, and it's a big reason why they came out on top thirty to seven in week one. Yeah, I think ultimately what was clear about the Niners versus the Steelers is that the Niners had something to prove, and when you have some of the adversity that they had during this off season, I mean, we were having conversations who had a who had a more toxic off season, <laughs> yeah. the Niners this past season or the Warriors last off season, right? Because it was a conversation, and I think that the Niners wanted to prove that. Even though some things went down that was in, really, it wasn't in any of the players' control. They can't, they, they can't control what happens with Trey. They can't control Nick Bosa's deal getting done. They can't control, well, Jake Muda can control whether he can kick a field goal straight or not. So I, I think that they all were on one page and they said, look, man, we have an opportunity. We're not going up against some trash team. This is a team that a lot of people think are going to take the next step and we can dead all that right now and we can dead all the talk about is this team on the same page and look 
I've been critical of Kyle Shanahan. I think he's a great coach, but I am critical about him in terms of, all right, it can be a little prickly at times, a little smug at times, but everything that we've, that's just me personally. Everything that we've heard is that Kyle Shanahan is a player's coach and players go to bat for him. And, you know, as we say, Sterling, we're from the, 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 the show me state, don't tell me. And the Niners <laughs> went out today and they showed Shanahan is our guy. Right, and things got a little bit squirrely. But Brock Purdy's our guy too, and we're going to go out and we're going to play our butts off for him and show everybody just exactly where we're at. Knowing how slow this team has started the past two seasons, three and five and four and four, and knowing how last year ended, I did wonder how they were going to begin the season. Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh, probably the tougher opponent of the past three week ones they've had, and a team in Pittsburgh that is usually... Ready to go. Mike mm-hmm. Tomlin, one of the best coaches in football and well-respected all over the entire country. And Kyle Shanahan's dapping him up pregame because he respects him so much. And yeah. so I was wondering how this game was going to go. How was the offensive line going to hold up? How was the defense going to play in Steve Wilkes' debut? And they passed with flying colors, maybe mm-hmm. minus Colton McKivitz. And I, I do think that you know any wonder or any thought of, you know, last year was so emotional. How's Brock arms? How's his arm going to hold up? There's no more questions. This team is ready to go, and they hit the ground running. Yeah, and, and I think it might be almost a a different feeling for Niner fans. This Super Bowl window has been open for a couple years now, mm-hmm. but there's always been some caveats. Okay, we got a Super Bowl roster, but <laughs> G- can Jimmy get it done? Okay, right. we got a Super Bowl roster, but what's going on with Trey Lance? Okay, with this, or, or, or Kittle gets injured, or mm-hmm. somebody goes down, and now the season is is done, which is how they were able to get some of these high picks and things like that. This is the first time, I mean, you know, you get into the weeds with the nickel or or whatever the case is, but the big question marks, there are none. And I think some Niner fans don't really know how to react to that. And I know everybody is going to be tuning in for a victory Monday tomorrow to everybody, to all of our shows on the station. And and we have certain hosts that the the sky is always falling. We all have friends and fans that are the pessimistic fan. Even the most pessimistic fan, what are you going to be pessimistic about right now? I mean, it's pretty darn tough. It's like... Shouldn't we be looking for something wrong? Like the past three, four, five years has been, you know, there's always something negative right. happening, and now it's like, oh, uh, everything's fine, everything's okay, and yeah. we want to know, and everything looks perfect. Which exactly. is why I think this game it it feels so good for me personally, just emotionally, because as a fan of this team. This offseason, while it wasn't disastrous by any means, it was kind of difficult to go through. It was getting there, though. It was... It, like, like right. what if, if Bosa hadn't signed? If and, the Bosa, co- Bosa holdout cost him a game or two, yeah. that, that would have been disastrous. It was just awkward. It was difficult. It was strange. It was all... like Kyle Shanahan didn't want to call it weird, but it, <laughs> it was weird. It was weird. Well, right? Yeah. It was unique and weird, Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> it could be both things. Um and just for this team to be able to put all of that behind them and come out and dominate early on and then continue it into the second half, answer Pittsburgh's touchdown with one of their own, it just felt like, I don't, rebirth isn't the right word, but it just felt like, all right, we're starting new. Mm-hmm. Like all of the, the strangeness, it's kind of, that's in the past. Exactly. This is an elite football team with aspirations of winning a Super Bowl. To hell with your Brock Purdy is a seventh round rookie quarter, second year quarterback story. He's just a system guy. Like to hell with that. This is the most talented roster in the National Football League, and they started the season like that. It's it's emotionally cleansing because you just put all of that 
difficulty in the offseason behind you, and now you can finally see why the team had the offseason that they did. Because the guys that they have out there right now are clearly really good at playing football. Yeah, and I'm not sure if I'm, I'm not sure if you would call. I guess you could say it was the Trey Lance era. It, it was a couple years, I mean, but it was really kind of connected could to you the, really G- call it the not era? not not really because I'm just basically we knew the Jimmy G yeah. era was ending. Right? Yeah. We thought it was going into the Trey Lance era. It kind of got stuck in the mud. Never really got there. And today. More so than last year because Brock was filling in. Mm-hmm. Today felt like, to your point, Mark, the birth of a new era. The the birth, uh, the same window, but yeah. just, hey, this is the next iteration of that window. We, we had decided, or we as in the Niners had decided, Jimmy can't take us there. Trey can't take us <laughs> there. This is, th- we are starting fresh, and this is our first look at this new piece, this new era in this same window with Brock leading the charge. It was almost like Nick Bosa re-signing kind of baptized this team in a, yeah. in a new attitude of, you know, coming in like Trent Williams said, that that was hanging over the locker room's head. And, mm-hmm. and Nick Bosa didn't do much today on the, on the box score, but we know when Nick Bosa's out there, there's more confidence in this team. Yeah. Having the reigning defensive player of the year on your side does change your attitude. And you can tell the minute Nick Bosa signed, Fred Warner's out there yelling and screaming, just being huh. overjoyed in himself, and you can see the attitude and the mindset almost shifted of, okay, like, we can do this thing now. We're all together now. We're not missing a piece, and we have a championship mindset, and we're going to go out there and show that week one, and 30-7, to seven, you're leading your division now, and you're feeling pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and well, and I would also say that Nick Bosa not doing too much Niners don't really mind that. To me, it's a win. Because, hey, don't try to over... As much as we know you were working out and you have your whole setup with your brother, we don't need you to do too much. And and I, I think it's good that Nick Bosa didn't try, right? Wasn't a try hard in that situation. Hey, we're in control. It's not TJ Watts doing his thing. I need to get out here and do my, my thizzle as well. I know I'm just going to chill. Let's just get this W and let's get out of Dodge healthy. So I would say that was a huge victory for the Niners. Now, we're not out of the woods yet. I, I would say these next, what? I would say these next four or five games, if, Nick, but something were to happen, people would say, you should have been in the building, but I do think that getting through this first game, now it's okay, he's back, he's working out with the team. If You hope nothing happens either way, but I think you can maybe close the book a little bit, maybe one more week, and then you close the book on, you should have had him in the building, should have signed him, and it's just, hey, he's there, he's healthy, let's rock and roll. Yeah. So what do you guys think? After the, the difficulty of the offseason, the strangeness of the offseason, all of the drama, what was watching this game like for you? Because for me, it was just emotionally cleansing a fresh start for this 49er team which we all hope is a Super Bowl team what do you think give us a call 888-957-9570 that's also the Xfinity mobile text line and we're keeping an eye on the Twitch and YouTube chats powered by First NorCal Credit Union a really really nice beginning for the 49ers let's hear from the head coach Kyle Shanahan who talked about the start of the game the three and out forced by the defense the offense going down there and scoring and then opening up a 20 point lead in the first half here's Kyle Shanahan post game it opened up as good as you could hope for I thought it was about 28 minutes of really good football and then two minutes of really bad football just the offense not coming up with points there at the end just even giving it back to them and then us not getting that short yardage the two penalties we had and them scoring at the end of the half put a little damper on it but it was awesome we came out got the ball back and answered on that first drive and pretty smooth sailing from there classic coach right 28 minutes of greatness and he's focusing on the two minutes of struggle but hey i mean 
it's what you have to focus on because you were fantastic. Otherwise, you got to nail down that those the final two minutes of the first half. But he's right. I mean, they were incredible to begin, mm-hmm. and then really. The first major mistakes the 49ers made were in those final couple of minutes of the first half. I mean, there was a a, a hold, I think, on on uh, Burford? Burford early during the Niners' 20 nothing beginning of that first half. But, I mean, Shanahan's correct. It was a fantastic beginning. A little shaky there to end the first half, but they bounced back as well. Well, yeah, and, and look, that's what you have you have to focus, and this is the goal. The goal wasn't the goal was to win week one, but we know what ultimately the goal for this team is. So he's gonna pick and find all these things. The YouTube chat guys, I think we got the the comment of the day from Golden State Lakota, Drake Saxon. <laughs> I like that. Sterling, not impressed. I like Damon's domination sensation. Well sure. That's a buck. Sure. Drake Saxon. I'm into that. (laughs) We have Legatron and Drake Saxon now. I would take Drake Saxon over Legatron. What? Well, you have to actually boot something to be Legatron. He made a 41 yard field goal. I don't see you making field goals, Alan. You're not trying to nickname me Legatron. You got a boot on right now. (laughs) (laughs) Not trying to nickname me Legatron. How far could you kick a ball with that boot on your foot? Probably very far. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking like 10 yards. I could could do some damage. You can barely walk, my friend. Well, uh, I can run around. Speaking of Legatron, sorry, Jake Moody, Kyle Shanahan did talk about his rookie kicker after the game. Here he is. We felt so good about him in practice every day. He's been great. You know, he had a couple struggles in the preseason game and then got hurt, but he healed a lot faster than we expected, so he's been pretty good here in practice, and we still want to see it in the games and get in the delay of game at first. We did that just to make it harder for him, um, and he looked great there, and it continued through the whole game, so he did a hell of a job today. Do you buy Kyle Shanahan saying they felt good about Jake Moody the entire offseason? Well, I guess in training camp mm. he was he well, was he was hitting like sixty six yarders in training camp. That's Legatron. It's <laughs> the same guy. Well, you got to do it in real life. He didn't Did, get a chance yet. You, you, is Kyle Shanahan saying that there wasn't a moment of doubt in the preseason when he couldn't make anything? <sighs> I mean, look. I guess to there be fair. Been. Well, to be fair, <laughs> I was I was very doubtful. It's not an issue. In, it's not an issue until it's an issue, and he hasn't. He, he hadn't missed in a real game, so until you miss you, in a real game... You cannot tell me the fact that they drafted this kid third round. Oh, there's so much writing the, on this pick. The third highest drafted kicker since 2005, and they were like, yeah, we love him missing field goals in preseason. <laughs> there's no worry at all. No, but let's not forget that second the second preseason game he did right the ship a little bit. They were a little wet. Waggly, right, and wiggly, but they still got in. So and waggly, I, I, it's like a dog's tail. Sure, maybe there was a. I wouldn't say zero doubt, but I don't think Shanahan thought the sky was falling until I'm telling you, as we're all watching the game with that extra point, and we're all holding our breath. Kyle Shanahan was definitely holding his breath. I will give you that. All right, so Niners are up seven nothing. They force another three and out. They get the ball back. Their drive stalls out of the twenty three yard line. Fourth and seven, first quarter, you lead seven nothing. Out trots Jake Moody for a forty one yard field goal. He made it. What happens if he misses that? Going forward on fourth down every single play. Yeah. Well Or punting. But honestly, do you think at that point it's still so early in the game, but I think that again you have a defense that's just flying around and Pickett hadn't looked good. I think it would be not great, but I don't. I don't know, man. I mean, the the Niners were just a better. This is a hard one because the Niners were just a better team than Pittsburgh. They were just better. I just want to know. I want to fast forward and see if Pittsburgh is out, and they can improve throughout the season. But this is obviously going to be a a. It will always be a really good win for the Niners. How everything added up, but I am curious at the end of the season where Pittsburgh is. 
and they're going to improve, but I am curious whether the whole dark horse thing was real or did we just overvalue preseason and, and Kenny Pickett well, doing what he did? It's going to be tough, too, because they play Cleveland on Monday right. in Las Vegas in two weeks. So you may not get the answer in the first month of the season. <laughs> yeah. And San Francisco could be 3-0 playing you know, the, the Steelers, the Rams, and the Giants. And so... You may not know how real the Steelers win actually is, but if we're sitting here 3-0... and It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It well, does not matter. We'll ask J.D., John Dickinson, who was out in Pittsburgh. He's going to join us uh, in about 12 minutes, around 3.30 here on 95.7 The Game. On overtime, Mark Randy Allen style Sterling Bennett. He was there at Akrasher Stadium. No, Heinz Mark, Field. that's not it. Akrasher Stadium called. in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We'll ask him what he thinks. Is this a, a quality Pittsburgh team, or did the Niners just beat up on a so-so football team. We'll ask him that and ask him about the the, the vibes there inside the, the stadium because the Niners, it just felt like, took the, the life out of the Pittsburgh crowd early in that ball game. And they'll ask him about what was said post-game as well. Speaking of post-game, one more from Kyle Shanahan. One of the biggest stories heading into the game, obviously, was Nick Bosa. Is he going to sign? Is he going to play? Is he, is he going to be on a snap count? He was out there and he had an impact, but he didn't have a classic Nick Bosa moment, but really it did not matter. Here's Kyle Shanahan talking about Nick Bosa and the plan they had for him in week one. Yeah, that made it a lot easier. You know, our, our, our number was between 30 and 40. That's what we said going in, but that was hopefully we can keep it there, and that's what we were going for. We made it a little easier with some of the three and outs, and that's why we kept him out there at the end for most of it. So because it was an easy day for the defense, you didn't face very many snaps because you didn't allow first downs. It allowed right. Bosa to play almost every single play. So, I Good. mean, yeah. I mean, until that last until that last drive, what were they sitting at? The, the Steelers were sitting at one offensive one yard. yard. I mean, that's unheard of. <laughs> I, so, so that, you know what? To be honest, going back to the conversation of, oh, what, me, myself, not to contradict myself, oh, my gosh, what are the Steelers going to be in a couple? It doesn't matter, man. One yard. And the and the and the fifteen plays and the half is almost yard. over, and then you kind of get a little bit softer and we and like how Shanahan talked about, not great, but also hey, human nature, we're kind of owning you right now. One yard, it doesn't matter what the Steelers end up doing. This doesn't is matter what you <laughs> this is an NFL game in this in this era of NFL where it's so offensively driven. One yard with Kenny two gloves and that. High-powered offense? Come on, man. The San Francisco 49ers made the Pittsburgh Steelers want to rebuild. Yes. Like, we don't believe in Kenny Pickett anymore. Right. We have to find a new quarterback, put in Trubisky. Like, it was at a point where they were booing their own team in week one. Where's Mason Rudolph? Oh, where's Miles Garrett? Oh, God. <laughs> YouTube chat, Rafael Fernandez, this is a joke. We in the NFL, we went into Pittsburgh with the great defense, full of stars, and you guys are already putting the asterisk. Not sure what you're listening to, Rafael. I don't know what asterisk we're putting, but... The Niners stink, right? Is that what yeah, yeah, yeah. Worst team in football. I don't know what well, asterisk we're putting there. I, I think regardless of... The Mike Tirico of... one, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He's catching heat for that. Uh Regardless of how you actually think of, of Pittsburgh right now, and, and maybe it does change moving forward, maybe they they're just not a very good football team. They were really good to end last season. Yeah, I mean, what were they? They were like three and eight, and then they were really bad. Maybe four and seven, something like that. And they won, I think, the final four or five of six to close the season. They were playing really good football, and that coincided with when Kenny Pickett took over as the starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't get worse this offseason, I don't think. I don't, they didn't really make... Their defense got better. They remade their entire linebacking core. They yeah. brought in Keanu Neal. This is a this is a quality football team. And 
I will stick to my guns. The number of people I heard, not only just on this station, but across the nation, picking the Steelers to win this game. Yeah. There were a lot of people doing that. The Niners made them... Made him look incredibly foolish. Well, Thirty was, to seven. I was nervous to come into this game, and, and maybe some of it's being gamemanship. I I want to give the opponent a chance, mm-hmm. right? No one wants to come on and say Niners are going to win thirty to seven. It's like okay, like let's take a step back and be realistic. Yeah, here, I was but, thinking right. like twenty four thirteen or right. something like that. And, and if he even said, "Oh, Pittsburgh wins twenty four twenty seven in a tough game because the defense has played so well," okay, like I could buy into that. I myself can agree with you there, but San Francisco said no. Like, come on. This is the most talented team in the NFL. They're going to lose to this Pittsburgh team? Well, I I had said if Nick Bosa doesn't play, I would pick the Steelers. Mm -hmm. And even that, I don't even know if if that probably doesn't even stand. I think the Niners probably win without Bosa anyway. I mean, he's still, still, his gravity brought double teams and things like that, but... They probably they, they might not win thirty to seven, but they're they're still going to win that football game. Well, how about Javon Hargrave playing his former team's first game in San Francisco? Gets a sack today. Look really good playing next to Eric Armstead. Like this oh team looks God. really really there was really good. Pack there the bags. Was, there was one play where both Armstead and Hargrave had incredible pushes in the interior of the defensive line against the offensive line, and the pocket just collapsed on Pickett. He had nowhere to go. Armstead and Hargrave as a duo on the inside. And you pair that, obviously, with a reigning defensive player of the year and maybe Drake Jackson, who could take a step forward. I know that the the Eagles' defensive line is still really good. The Cowboys' defensive line is incredible. This Niners' defensive line very well could be the best in the NFL. And by the way, just to now that you mention it, because I know everybody is wondering, just a couple scores here. Eagles-Patriots, 19-14. That's in the third. So Eagles winning, but... We talk about setting the tone, right? And what we haven't, there has been no game that I've seen so far. Packers are up 24 to 6, but no, but it's the Bears. There's been no game besides that game where the, they've made a statement, right? With the elite other teams in the NFL. And, unless you're Jacksonville, right, Mark? Well, Cleveland made a statement against the, <laughs> That's true. the Bengals. That's true. Now, keeping it to the NFC West. Rams are, because next week you get the Rams and everybody is saying, hey, Rams, no cup, whoever. Rams are beating the Seahawks 14 to 13 in Seattle. Fraud alert. Fraud alert. <laughs> Week 1 alert. It's early. Fraudulent alert. It's early. I know. But could I argue that the Niners defense made Kenny Pickett want to get acupuncture at Accurture? Oh gosh. I'll That's leave a now. Negative I'll leave now. Yeah, Close that, it and yeah. lock the door on the way out. <laughs> Not a good one. <laughs> and also never go Jeff Hargrave yes played for the Eagles last year but started this career in Pittsburgh. So yes, his former team. Mm. Yes. I mean, he's only been on great defensive lines in his entire career. It's, it's, it's almost like a player gets lucky by playing next to all pros everywhere. He's done it now three times. Yeah, yeah. 100%. All right, one more from Kyle Shannon. He was asked about Brock Purdy's performance in week number one. Here's what the 49ers head coach had to say about his quarterback. Uh, I thought Brock had a good game. Made some big plays. Got some explosives there and some tight windows. You know, we had some issues in protection, not just issues that we knew that were going in. Hope he can hold on to it when those do happen, just so we don't turn it over and fumble. But I thought Brock did a, had a hell of a game. Yeah, Brock had a hell of a game, but he did put the ball on the ground twice. He recovered kind of miraculously once on his own behind his back. Uh, he did get a strip sack, and, and T.J. Watt picked it up once. But overall, solid day from Brock Purdy.
In a way, is that a butt fumble? I was going to say, I was gonna, is that the butt grab? What do we call it? Butt recovery. Yeah, the butt, yeah, the butt recovery. recovery. That really set the tone for the day. It really did. Great play there by a Brock Purdy. All right, time for a break here on overtime. We got one segment left. We will catch up with JD, John Dickinson, live from Pittsburgh, coming up on the other side. The 49ers dominate the Pittsburgh Steelers in week number one, 30 to seven. The final score. Brock Purdy looked good. Brandon Ayuk looked incredible. Drake, Jackson, three sacks. The defense, two interceptions. It was a fantastic day all the way around for the 49ers. We'll pick JD's mind about week one coming up next. It's overtime. Mark Randy, Allen Styles, Sterling Bennett. More coming up on the other side right here on 95.7 The Game. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more. Game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Now, back to Overtime with Sterling Bennett, Alan Stiles, and Mark Randy on 95.7 The Game. Welcome back. One more segment of Overtime here on 95.7 The Game after the 49ers. 30-7 Week 1 win over the Pittsburgh Steelers. The 49ers dominant and dominant early. They got out to a 20 to nothing lead before the Steelers scored late in the first half. Christian McCaffrey took one 65 yards to the house early in the third to put the 49ers back in front by 20. They cruise to a 30-7 win in week number one on the road in Pittsburgh. And now joining the show, joining Overtime live from Pittsburgh is John Dickinson, J.D. here on Overtime on 95.7 The Game. J.D., thanks so much for coming on. How you doing? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Yeah, good to be with you. And that, to me, was a, a stunner. Not not that the 49ers won, but that they completely dominated the game really up front from the jump, took the crowd out of it, and really for the most part, other than a short 
period of time toward the end of the first half and, and up until McCaffrey took it to the house there early in the second half, felt like they were in no danger at all of, of losing this game. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty much night-night uh, when McCaffrey took that to the house. and uh, I Just impressive, impressive stuff for any and all the concerns that we've all had, and, and I had addressed a few of them with, with Evan and, and with Lowe on the, on the pregame. The Niners, at least for a day, knocked it, knocked it out of the park. Yeah, 100%. J.D., I wanted to ask you about the start of the game. You mentioned the hot start, and this game kind of felt over at times in the first half and then very early in the third quarter. For me, it, it kind of felt like an emotional switch because the offseason was so strange and weird and awkward at times and difficult for, for a lot of people within the organization and fans outside of the organization. But the Niners just come out and absolutely dominate. Did you feel like this was the team obviously beginning the season on a good note, but putting all of that awkwardness from the, the preseason and the offseason behind them and just reminding everyone that, hey, this is perhaps the most talented roster in the NFL. Yeah, it, it's a team that, that believes that they can get to and win the Super Bowl. And, and I'm with you. I, I think whether it was the Brock Purdy injury, how healthy would he be, some of the questions around that, everything with all of the focus on the the backup quarterback, which I think took focus away from Bosa uh, not being around. And then when they finally decided that Darnold was going to be the backup and Trey Lance was going to be gone, all eyes turned to Bosa really quickly because he still wasn't there and all of a sudden it was september 1st in a couple of days uh and he winds up coming in and and i i thought that while it gave him a jolt the timing of of his return and and it being announced right before that first press conference uh of of that first week you know day of the week of practice on wednesday i thought it would give him a jolt i wasn't so sure though that they'd be able to just come out firing on all cylinders uh, like you know like a just a well-oiled machine uh, the way that they did I thought it had the potential to still be a little awkward until they kind of got their bearings on the season well they they got their bearings I mean all of that uh, I think you you nailed it all of that is gone now as far as anything that you know Purdy looked healthy uh, I thought today remember, there was the report this morning that I'm sure you guys have talked about about uh, there's some concern about uh, you know can he can he you know, does he have enough arm strength? Is he going to get dead arm? I mean, all those things I think are are what are things we'll all focus on throughout the course of the the season. But I, I think any questions that you may have had about the Niners were all pretty much answered for today. So now we can spend the next week and maybe a couple of weeks talking about how it's that they're going to win the Super Bowl. So it's, I mean, that's just the nature of how it goes, right? Yeah, JD. Everybody, I'm sure, is googling their <laughs> their flights and everything to Vegas right now. JD, what stuck out or surprised you the most in this game? Uh, just the the dominance from the jump. I expected this to be a a, a good game. I expected it to be a good game. I thought it was going to be a hard nosed knockdown, drag out, grinded out battle between two physical teams. I thought it was going to be a, a just kind of a an ugly. Trying to find your way, first game, and I, I thought Eric Armstead on the the first series with with Pittsburgh deciding they wanted to take the ball. By the way, which I thought was interesting, Pittsburgh won the toss and took the ball rather than mm. rather than defer and take the which basically everybody defers now. And I, I thought it was a it, it was I think it was a statement of of confidence maybe in in his own team that they had maybe fixed some things offensively and. And that you know Pickett had had such a great 
season they wanted to get off to or preseason that they wanted to get off to a, a fast start. But Eric Armstead, I thought, just blew up the the, the whole first series, mm-hmm. three and out. No momentum, crowd not in the game, and then the 49ers go down, and the 49ers immediately are able to to you know to punch it into the end zone. You know they they convert on fourth and one after they get stuffed on on third and one, and it was just you know they they're, they put one on Patrick Peterson right away with with Ayuk, and you know to see the way Purdy celebrated on that first touchdown pass, it just it it just it it was like. Everything kind of clicked in that moment, and everybody was so fired up here in in Pittsburgh for this game, and and the Steelers had a lot of hype, I think, surrounding them, thinking that they were going to be better than the nine and eight teams that they've been the last couple of years, and to see the Niners just snuff it out immediately, and then put some pressure on Pickett to where he throws an interception. Niners go up ten nothing, and they they completely took the crowd out of the game the crowd was never really in the game except for you know, late uh in the in the first half and yeah that that was that was the stunning part it was just complete domination at the line of scrimmage in the trenches which set up everything else it set up McCaffrey stud Ayuk stud I thought Armstead today was and a flat-out stud you got Drake Jackson with three sacks even the special teams was good I mean it was just a buttoned up performance. I mean, what what do you even nitpick about today? Uh Ambry Thomas a little bit. Um, I mean maybe. I mean what I mean they're just it, it it's a win. I didn't think you'd come out of week one with the 49ers thinking that there was nothing really to nitpick. JD, there was a lot of questions coming into the year about Drake Jackson. You know, could he be a, a six or eight sack guy across from Nick Bosa? He gets three today with the defense getting two takeaways, five sacks, nine quarterback hits and just dominating Pittsburgh up front all day long. Uh, but Drake Jackson, again, how big of an impact did he have in today's game, and how important do you think he'll be down the stretch when Nick Bosa maybe has a day like today where he has no sacks and doesn't do too much in the box score, but Drake Jackson, three sacks again today. Uh, how important is he going to be for this team as, as the season progresses? Huge. It, it, it's huge because of all the attention you know, that, that Bosa's going to get, all of the havoc that, that Armstead and, and, and Hargrave can, can wreak. Uh, that there are going to be opportunities for players on that other side, whether it's Drake Jackson, whether it's Cleveland Furl. Uh, w- once the 49ers get this thing dialed and, and Bose is back up to, to playing his, his usual full freight and, and complement of, of snaps, I, I think the Niners are gambling a little bit that they have enough in terms of the, the the other younger pass rushers that they have opposite of Bosa, so today's a great sign because uh, you really you really want to have three or four guys, right? You want to have you, you and ideally you'd have two really good ones or a great one and a really good one. The Niners have a great one, and then you don't really know as far as the the, the outside pass rushers go. So for Drake Jackson to make a, a jump. And you know, Nick Bosa said in his post game press conference that that was a jump that that they they you know, he had been watching film on him even though he hadn't been in the building and and uh, you know it's a jump that everybody has thought that he would be able to make from from year one to year two. Got hurt a little bit in training camp. He's in better shape. He's he's sturdier, bigger, uh, and so. Uh, it, it shows, I think, a, a weapon that the 49ers maybe, you know, it was a question mark coming into this season, and it's still a question mark. It doesn't check the box for good, and I think with all this salary cap space 
that the 49ers have been clearing up and moving around and doing all these things in the aftermath of, of Bosa's deal, I think they're setting themselves up to be able to, to make a couple of moves at the deadline and what could be a, a, a maybe a more wild NFL trading deadline than than there has been in, in, in other years. They're, they're setting themselves up to make a move, I think, you know, if and, and maybe go get a premium type pass rusher if they if they feel that they need it opposite of Bosa, but so far, Drake Jackson may be showing them that that either they don't need it or that he could be a hell of a hell of a third option in in a rotation of a bunch of guys. John Dickinson with us here on Overtime Live from Pittsburgh. JD, we'll get you out of here on this one really quick. I got to ask you about Nick Bosa, the guy lined up opposite Drake Jackson for much of the game. He probably played a higher percentage of the snaps than the 49ers were expecting because the defense really wasn't out there all that much today. He didn't have a, a classic Nick Bosa play, didn't have a sack, uh, didn't force a fumble, that sort of thing, but obviously was pretty effective out there for a defense that was fantastic. Just overall, what did you see from Nick Bosa in his his first game, obviously, this year, and just a couple of days after he signed his contract. Yeah, he obviously is going to draw a, a lot of the attention, and and it, to me, it was a perfect game one because the Niners didn't need him to have multiple sacks to be able to dominate, but but yet he was able to get out there, get some reps, get kind of used to that that game speed, draw a lot of attention to to free things up for for others to be able to make plays and then you look up at the end of it and he says hey I felt great uh, I, I got exactly the amount of reps even though it was done in a different way because of all the three and outs that they had had planned and physically he's feeling good and now can get a full week of practice before going and, and taking on the Rams and now they can kind of I, I think what you're probably going to see is an ease in even next week and then with the quick turnaround they're probably going to have to play him less Sunday because of Thursday, if that makes sense. Uh, and so that being that the short week game three against the Giants. And then I think, he, I, I think the plan is probably to get him to full go by the Arizona game in week four, but just to see him come out fully healthy. In a way, you almost look at it now, I think, as like hindsight. You know, it's kind of a preseason game for Bosa. Like everybody else was playing a regular season. It was regular season, full speed, all that. But he kind of was able to just work his way in, not have a lot of, a, you know, he didn't draw a lot of attention in terms of the eyes and the, and the flash plays like you're talking about. But I think it's a nice first step. A little more of that type of a plan against the Rams. I think it could be a similar snap count just because you're going to have that, that third game coming so quickly. But then you get the 10 days, and I think that's where you're building toward more of a full-go Dick Bosa for that Arizona game on October 1st and then the, the Dallas game after that. And, you know, all goes well and he stays healthy. And, and I, I would say probably, you know, week four, week five, you're looking at uh, a, a guy that is probably as, as good as he's you know ever been and, and ready to roll for a big-time run. Gotcha. Good stuff, J.D. We appreciate you coming on, as always. Uh, Really good coverage as well. You can check it out on the 95.7 The Game Twitter page. J.D., thanks so much, and uh, safe travels back to the Bay. All right, you got it, fellas. And, uh, yeah, next week I'll I'll be in L.A. as well, so if you want to have me pop on uh, after the ball game, look forward to that, uh, that as well. Sounds good, J.D. Have a good trip. All right, you got it. All right, that's J.D. John Dickinson on with us here on Overtime on 95.7 The Game. Again, if you want to check out some of his coverage, 95.7 The Game on Twitter. He's got a bunch of videos up from inside the locker room after the game. Some of those things he was talking about, you can uh, hear from Nick Bosa and company, uh, courtesy of uh, J.D. on at 95.7 The Game on Twitter. 
Uh, I yeah, JD. I think talking about Nick Bosa is interesting because you didn't again. You didn't have that signature play, right? Right. You didn't have him. There was no shrug. There was no shrug. You didn't no get shrug. it. You're gonna have to wait at least one more week. Maybe it'll be for the first time on Thursday in the home opener against the Giants. We'll see. But I, I think I agree with JD. Overall, Nick Bosa passed the test, yes. right? Like he's physically there. Football shape is a little different than just being <laughs> in shape and being able to play seventy percent, eighty percent of defensive snaps. Mm-hmm. Just because he didn't have the classic Nick Bosa strip sack, sack, dragging of running back down from behind doesn't mean he didn't have a very good game. You consider that he joined this team on Thursday. I, I'm definitely a step in the right direction for Nick Bosa today. Yeah, you, you get the W, a decisive W, and you leave healthy. I think that that, that that's... What more could you want? What you can, there's nothing else you could want. And the Niners also, not to, not to jinx them, knock on wood, but they do kind of own the Rams. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see... Bosa unleashed against the Rams. Do you buy the idea that JD said that we might not see a fully, you know, 100% operational Nick Bosa until week four, five? Maybe. I think it'll be interesting how the 49ers plan out week two on Sunday Mm. against the Rams because, say, they build a lead early again. Right. You're not going to want to run any of your starters into the round because you have a short week turnaround. You play on Thursday, week three, your home opener against the Giants, which is probably going to be a really physical game. The Giants are a physical football team. I think JD's probably onto something. The Niners might be keeping an eye. Obviously, they did today, but specifically on Nick Bosa and his his snaps on Sunday, week two, because you want to make sure that he's ready to go on a short week, week number three at home. Well, what if he had practiced the whole week this week? Is there still a snap restriction? Probably not. So why would there be a week two? Now, I do agree that short week Thursday, Giants in week three, if you're up by 15 late in the game and there's six minutes left, pull your guys out and call it a day. Mm-hmm. But you have to win next week. The Rams are winning right now and beating a team. On the road that is in a, Seattle. Which Seattle is supposed to be your toughest competition in your division. You have to win next week. If the Rams win today, they can't be 2-0. They're not, they're not a good team. And if Nick Bosa, now, again, this team is so stacked that Nick Bosa, well, will have an impact and is this team's most important player and their best player, him not playing for 30 snaps a game is not going to kill them. Right. But I do wonder that, like, I would be upset if they did say Nick Bosa's only going to play 40 snaps again. Well, I, you can't... I, I think that the, the tough part of this is that basically we know how coach speak is. Mm-hmm. They're going to say all the right things and say, hey, the Rams, they get paid over there. They're professional football players, too. Well, Nick Bosa gets paid more now, though. And Nick, Nick <laughs> so. Bosa gets paid. That's a very expensive shrug these days. And again, you go out and, and right after the Rams, if they do beat the Seahawks, yeah. even just being in the conversation and making it a game, it's telling you right there, you can't take any team for granted. And everybody's overlooking the Rams. And we talk about chips on shoulders. And the Rams know that everybody thinks that they're not going to do anything this season. And you don't have Cooper Cup. And maybe maybe the Seahawks were the fool's gold. We'll see. But ultimately, you can't take any team for granted. Yeah, 100%. Final few minutes of overtime here on 95-7 of the game. The 49ers, 30-7 to winners over the Pittsburgh Steelers in week number number one. Excuse me, on the road in Pittsburgh. 
Niners uh, played good, played well on both sides of the ball. Brock Purdy, 19 for 29, 220 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Did lose one fumble on a strip sack from former Defensive Player of the Year, T.J. Watt. But all in all, Purdy checked off every box today. And we got a caller, Dre in Lamore, 888-957-9570, if you want to get in before we do sign off in a little more than five minutes here on 95.7 The Game. Up first is Dre in Lamore wanting to talk about that quarterback. Dre, what's up? You're on overtime on 95.7 The Game. Thank you for taking my call. I got something to say about Brock, but if you guys don't mind, I'd like to say something about the whole performance today. Yeah, go ahead. The Niners The Niners was a superior team. I had a friend for over for breakfast. He's a big Pittsburgh fan. He was telling me how good Pittsburgh are, is how are they going to whip us up. Hey, we beat them up both sides of the line. Oh, my God, McCaffrey today, Ayuk. Did you see Ayuk decleat that DB on that long McCaffrey run? Oh, mm-hmm. That is vintage, vintage 49er blocking downfield. Yeah, and, um, 100%, guys, Dre. You want to talk yeah. about Brock now? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Hey, I've been hearing all these talking heads all week. He's a, he's a system quarterback. He's a system quarterback. Well, you know what he is? He's an NFL system quarterback. You put him on any team, that man's going to perform. He's got the moxie. He's got the courage. He's got the confidence. He's got the arm. He might not have a cannon, but he knows where to put it, and he knows how to hit his receivers in stride. I feel great about him. Just keep him standing on his feet all year. Looks like a good year's guy. Thanks for uh, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, Dre. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, I mean, Brock Purdy, again, I, I think it gets back to something we were talking about earlier. I don't really care what the national narrative is around Brock right. Purdy. He seems to be the right fit for this offense. Mm-hmm. And we're getting to a point, I know it's only week one, but this is kind of, I think, a continuation from last year. If Brock Purdy stays healthy, the 49ers have not lost with him. And they've played some quality teams in that run. Right. And this team got better this offseason. Yeah, this this game reminded me of how people felt, I guess, naysayers after the Dolphins game. So when when Purdy, they beat the Dolphins, and the Dolphins were that high-flying team. They came in and immediately scored, right? And, And the Niners didn't flinch, and they won. And then all of a sudden, after that game, it was... Well, the Dolphins really that good. So now we're now doing the same thing with the Steelers. Were the Steelers overhyped? Only time will tell. But ultimately, you put it on a team the way the Niners put it on them. That's a statement regardless. I mean, again, look around the league. What other statements like this have been made? Not many in terms of, hey, we're just better than you. And you didn't play. the. We know the Steelers aren't the worst team in the league. Okay, so do with that what you will. It's just an impressive performance by the Niners. Minus winning a championship is this the most impressive start to a rookie or young quarterback's career ever? He's undefeated. Never lost a game, minus the Eagles game. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I guess Mahomes. But yeah, he was but, MVP his first year okay. as a starter, which was his second year in the league. Okay. I'll give you Mahomes. I mean, it's really good company. <laughs> right, outstanding right. company. But I mean, like when we're comparing Purdy to top 10 guys, to at least to begin his career, mm-hmm. he's outplayed some of the greats. Why aren't we putting him in that category yet when it comes to what he could be? A lot of it's system quarterback, mm-hmm. it's all Kyle Shanahan, all the, all the weapons. But in reality, Brock Purdy has outperformed first-round picks left and right. He's better than Baker, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen. He's in a very small sample size. Some could even put him ahead of Kyler Murray, who is a good quarterback in himself. 
I mean, this this game was a perfect example. Kenny Pickett, first quarterback taken in last year's NFL draft. Brock Purdy, the last quarterback taken in last year's NFL draft. The conversation, I know it was had earlier this or last week on Willard and Dibbs. Who are you taking moving forward, Brock Purdy or Kenny Pickett? I know that's a conversation that can evolve right. as these careers continue on. But, I mean, after today... It's pretty. Clear. It seems pretty straightforward. And and again, you you talk about oh, you know the Steelers kind of like the the Ravens. Hey, we're we're re we're <laughs> revamped. We're revamping our offense. We're going to scheme guys open. And there were open guys that Kenny just missed. So if you want to make the argument of Brock being that system guy, even within the system, he's not. He does not. He that that this man does not miss throws. Well, what did Lodeal say in the lobby? Kenny Pickett is not an NFL quarterback. He's yeah. missing wide-open players. He's missing receivers that his coach is scheming up for him while Brock Purdy's out there dialing up Brandon Ayuk in amazing plays and extending plays with, and, and going first down line and, and celebrating with the guys for 30 points. Right, and that's why I don't even know. I don't even think that Lowe is right. I think that it's a yeah. product of how good Purdy looked. I think Kenny Pickett is a, is a he's, NFL QB. He's fine. But... When you go up against this Niners team and you have somebody, it is, and, per, and, and Pickett didn't play, didn't play well. When you have someone that's just not missing throws, mm-hmm. it's going to make everybody look bad. Because Brock's just not missing throws. Yep, 100%. He looked good. 49ers look good. It's really hard to nitpick anything from this win. 30-7 to is the yeah. final score. The Niners open up the 2023 regular season with a win. Now they travel to uh, Los Angeles to take on the Rams, who are locked in a battle, a divisional battle, against uh, the uh, Seahawks up in Seattle right now. The score of that game, if I can find it, Rams up 24-13, to nine minutes left night, night. in the fourth quarter. Night, and night. the Rams have the ball as well with nine minutes left. So it could be a battle of one and no teams a week from today. We'll be back. Myself, Mark Randy, Alan Stiles, and Sterling Bennett. One week from now, in fact, right around one week from now, we'll be taking the air for another edition of Overtime here on 95.7 The Game because it is a 1 o'clock start next week. Week number two for the San Francisco 49ers. Already looking forward to that. But make sure you're tuned in tomorrow on 95.7 The Game for more reaction to today's game. A 30-7 to win for the San Francisco 49ers. All right, that'll do it for overtime after week number one of the 2023 regular season. For John, for Craig, for my guys Alan and Sterling, my name is Mark Randy signing off. Thanks so much for tuning in. Shout out all the texters on the Xfinity Mobile text line and the Twitch and YouTube chats powered by First NorCal Credit Union. Appreciate you guys as always, and we'll catch up with you again on Overtime next week right here on 95.7 The Game. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.